everyone, and welcome to episode 69. Nice. Nice. Video nice. Game Podcast. If it's your first time listening, thank you for listening to the podcast. On this podcast, we talk about video game and movie news and what we played or watched during the My name is Barry, along with my co-host. My name is Craig. Has not changed for 69 episodes now. Maybe one episode. We just changed Maybe. It. Maybe I will change it to throw people off. Yeah, just to just to see what people think. Maybe they think I replaced you or something, or yeah, you decided guest. to leave drama, something like that. Maybe that's what we need to look into. <laughs> then maybe that's what we need. We need to make some fake drama for everybody. Yeah, that might that that might be the next thing we start doing here. Maybe uh, after we hit a hundred, because then like you know we're we're more right. relevant. You know, you've done a hundred episodes, that kind of thing. Right. That's and fair. as always, let's start with the news this week. Let's do it first story for me is going to be about pokemon unite that did launch and we will talk about pokemon unite or at least i played a couple games not sure did you i have not touched it because i got scared because everybody was yelling at us play to win pay to win okay well that's going to be a part of the (laughs) news story here where with pokemon unite it launches successfully but it is also a pay to win mess uh people are getting angry just because and rightfully so because the in the game it does take you a long time to earn the currency in order to unlock like new newer pokemon and play as other pokemon but on top of that you need to use currency to upgrade items so for example you could have an item that increases your attack by 1% but you could upgrade that to 5% or you know you have something where it increases your defense or overall health and while it starts off at 1% you can upgrade it to you know sometimes 5 or 3% and while those numbers aren't big, when we're talking about MOBA, like that, it's a huge number when you start increasing your stats and it's not something that everybody can do. So it's something that only you have. If you are an attack character, you can make your attack percentage go up, your critical rate chance go up and have better speed and end up, you know, demolishing people who don't do like the pay to, the pay to upgrade those items. And... You know, if if you want an example of it, you could watch uh, like Penguin Z Zero or Moist Critical on YouTube. He has a lot of videos showing like how the pay to win mechanic like literally makes him you know a god to some to some of these teams. So when it first got announced, and then people were complaining about the pay to win. I have to admit that I kind of just tuned out everything about this game. So like I don't even know what this game is as far as play style. So you're saying it's a MOBA? Yeah, it's a MOBA. Okay. It's it's kind of like MOBA mixed with a little bit of like a sport, a sports game in a way, because how it works and uh, we'll get into it a little bit further when we start talking about the games we play. Okay. But we can save you, it for then. I just wasn't sure. OK. All right. So yeah. we'll we'll do that. Then. OK, so sounds good. <laughs> the, the story is Pokemon Unites a pay to win mess and. Uh, it looks like it's fun with friends. Uh, just meet up with your friends on Discord. Don't use the Pokemon game chat <laughs> video or game chat mobile feature because it's literally horrible. That's fair. Uh, okay, so let's get into if you're going to PAX West, which is coming up fairly quickly. Um, they did just announce, I don't know if it was today or yesterday, uh, in order to get in, you will either have to have proof of your COVID vaccine or proof of a COVID test, uh, negative test, not positive. And I think this is probably the best way to do it to still have, you know, in-person stuff like this. I, I'm yeah. fully on board with this. 
I, I don't think it's being too forceful for the people who are like, I don't want to get the vaccine. That's fine. Just go get a test before you go and you're good to go. Um, so, I mean, we'll see. I don't is PAX West a multiple day event. Yeah, it is. It's OK. It's usually it's not like big conferences or right. anything, but it is a multiple day event where you go and see other, you know, game right. developer type. So it'd be interesting to see if for the people who don't have a vaccine, if they have to provide proof every single day, like if they have to get a test every single day or what they decide to do. But on the good news is, is we're starting to get some of these uh, conferences back again, which is always a good thing. Yeah, one of my like one of my personal gamer dreams is to kind of be able to go to one of these conferences, yeah. whether or not it's most likely more likely for me to go to PAX East. But, you know, a part of me hopes that E3 one day comes back and it's back to whatever form of glory it used to have. Yeah. And that that's something I'd really like to go to, even though it's on the opposite side of the country. Yeah. Uh, regardless, with kind of more on like the topic that you've been talking about. Just so everybody's aware, just be prepared for stuff like this to be coming back, uh, like masks and requiring this kind of stuff. We're about to hit, you know, the the back to school season where students are going back to school and that kind of thing. So I, I actually expect a lot of this, you know, mask type stuff to come back at least for a little bit. But, yeah. you know, it's nice that PAX East is knowledgeable of the fact that COVID, uh, COVID-19 or this variant is spreading again and that they're going to be like okay you need to provide this kind of info in order to get in it's it's good on their part and hopefully more companies just in general take that it just seems like the no-brainer at this point especially right now just to be like all right just provide this proof and then we're good to go i wouldn't be surprised if they still once it gets a little bit closer depending on how we're doing as a you know country if they decide to just be like oh you got to mask up you know i could see them doing that as well since it's an indoor event Yeah, exactly. Continuing my Pokemon theme here, we have the rumor that Netflix is making a live-action Pokemon series. We did see a little bit of success with the live-action Pokemon uh, Detective Pikachu movie, and it wasn't necessarily bad at all. I actually haven't watched it since I got it on uh, DVD, so maybe I should watch that again soon. But regardless, uh, I'm interested to see what they kind of decide to do here with you know there's a movie budget that detective pikachu had to work with and then there's a budget that netflix is going to have to work with and whether or not we're going to see like cursed cgi pokemon monsters or something like that out of this it would be funny for a little bit but then it would you know the the series itself would become a joke so hopefully netflix does it right yeah it's i'm pretty excited about it i enjoyed detective pikachu a lot i really like how the pokemon look in that movie so if they can figure out a way to replicate that in a tv show i'm all in for that that's such a cool idea um i don't think they're gonna get ryan reynolds to voice pikachu for it but maybe they do um but yeah i'm I'm definitely intrigued i think they said it's still early right like they just started talks on this so it's probably going to be a couple years before we see it anyway exactly uh we also got to see the gameplay reveal for the new apex season emergence and then our new legend seer is that how you seer S-E-E-R. Yeah. Um, obviously, you and I play a bunch of Apex, so we're probably more excited than most people might be. Uh, I think the new legend looks cool. The new weapon looks cool. Um, the ability to charge up this light machine gun with thermite grenades is a cool idea. It might actually make me consider using fuse again because I can just stack up on thermite grenades yeah. and then get this LMG and be pretty much unstoppable. Um, 
the the new character, the new legends here. Um, I don't know how I feel about his his abilities yet. We'll see. They didn't really show him off that well. I didn't think in this trailer. Not enough to me to fully understand what's going on. Uh, but I'm excited as always. I kind of took a break for a couple weeks there while you were out of the country, and uh, I'm ready to get back in. So that's starting soon. Yeah, I'm excited for the new Apex of uh, Legends season. Like for me, I've also taken a break since I've even gotten back in the country. I've been trying to catch up on a lot of the games that I've been missing out on since I was gone. So it, it it's kind of the perfect storm for me just because we're about to get this new season. I'm going to be hopefully I'm starting to clear out more of my backlog as I'm coming out here. So all power to them. I'm excited for Seer. I just hope he's not a broken legend. That's yeah. all. The, the, the fear is that this down sights while probably campers might be a little bit overpowered like yeah I, d- I noticed they did come out and say that like it's a very narrow path so it's not like bloodhound when he scans like it's only going to be that one person you're trying to find um but i think every legend when he comes out is usually broken until they figure out a way to make it more fair um unless you're you know some of the legends that i feel like never got fixed and nobody plays them again like watson even though you use Watson, but <laughs> yeah. I know the percentage of people who use Watson is pretty low. Exactly. Next on my list is going to be Final Fantasy 14 becomes the most popular MMO overtaking. Wow. Uh, these are just like based off of numbers and everything like that. But this it's kind of a cool changing of the guard, considering like all of the drama that Blizzard is in right now, especially yeah. with the lawsuit which I will talk about a little bit more here, and I'll talk about probably some of the details of it. But this game was like a failed game. They took it back. They fixed it. And ever since then, you know, the DLCs they continue to come out with are continuing to expand the game and make it even better. Uh, There's even... I find a lot of streamers now even are playing more Final Fantasy XIV. So that's good for this game. Uh, I... I liked Final Fantasy 14, but a lot of the times playing these types of MMO games, you want to be playing with friends. And because I really don't have that option when it comes to this, nobody I know is interested in this game. You know, it it kind of loses its luster for me because you're not like it, I like team based games. Sure. But the, without without players to play with right now, it, there's no real reason for me to go to this. Yeah. Yeah. I've always kind of stayed away with it because I know. MMOs are not usually my thing. I think I would have fallen hard into WoW back in the day, but I just didn't. I couldn't get over the monthly payment, even yeah. though at the time I was paying for Xbox Live, so it really was no different. <laughs> but I don't know. There's something about it, so I never really got into it. It's crazy to think that it took this long for something to overtake WoW, though, because I feel like I know WoW has a huge player base, but you just don't hear about it as much anymore. So I would have exactly. thought, and I would have thought, in Final Fantasy would have taken it over a lot, like a long time ago, but just shows how loyal people are to to wow yeah exactly so kind of bridging off what you said here i did have the activision lawsuit do you want to go over all the details because <laughs> i'm sure you probably have all of them yeah for for the most part what we're looking into here is activision was sued by the state of california after the state of california's own official like they did their own investigation is what I'll say as to what was going on after many complaints were received about blizzard, uh, in California. We, as the statement come out, the, they worded it as Activision is promoting a frat boy like culture or 
sorry, Activision Blizzard is promoting a frat boy culture where you have a lot of the male workers going around talking about having sex with female co-workers, female co-workers getting denied uh, promotions over males just because they're females. You have a lot of sexual harassment cases coming up. I'm, I won't go into detail about that. That's probably not the podcast for that type of info with the sexual harassment and allegations as well. So we, we have a lot of that. And ever since that report came out, you now have, and I was just reading today, the Blizzard employees all signed kind of this change of uh, petition for uh, Blizzard to change, like what's going on there. It got over 2,000 signatures from current employees, which I don't know how big that place is, but I think 2,000 is a lot. Yeah, it's a lot. Especially, yep. <laughs> especially for a place as big as that. So Yeah. Uh, and you now even have male uh, counterparts coming in and saying that, you know, yeah, I was forced to, you know, act in this way. You know, from their uh, from their superiors and stuff like that. It's a really troubling story uh, for the most part, especially when it comes to Blizzard with people who make. Wow. You have Starcraft 2, you have Overwatch, they have Overwatch 2 coming out. There's a lot there's a lot in this that I won't go into just because it is a lot about, you know, sexual allegations and everything like that. But on the gaming front, I'm interested to see how many people don't buy into Blizzard's next game because of all of these allegations and because of all of the stuff that's been confirmed about their bad work practices. Uh, yeah. I, I really wouldn't be surprised to hear if Overwatch 2 is a complete dud, because I'm going to be honest, I was excited for Overwatch 2, but what, kind of what's happened with Blizzard and everything like that, I don't know if I'm going to be buying that at launch. Yeah. Maybe later, but I... I until we hear more from Blizzard about whether how they're sorry or how they're changing their atmosphere to stop this, I don't know if they're a company I really want to support. Yeah. Yeah, I think the hard one for me, because you know this happens a lot. Every time a company has issues and everybody says I'm not buying their games and the next big game comes out and everybody buys it. Um, exactly. I think a big one for me would be Diablo 4 because yeah, um, that's, that's, right. that's on the horizon as well. And yeah, it's kind of depending on how they handle this will determine whether or not because that was going to be a day one purchase for me. Um, But if if nothing changes, I don't think I will be buying that um, until they figure it out, because there's a lot going on here. I know the workers by time this post, this will have already happened. But for on Wednesday, they're scheduling a walkout, which will be the day after we record this. Um, There's a lot of stuff that needs to change in a hurry, probably mostly in management and, you know, a lot of the people in the area there but just a lot of things that shouldn't be happening a lot of bullying going on as well that just is should not be it doesn't have a place in any workplace but this is a huge company that's putting out a lot of games that you know mostly people take positively so this could be a big hit to their bottom line here yeah and hopefully i didn't know about the walkout being staged for tomorrow but Hopefully that change. Hopefully this it, it shouldn't even have to come to a walkout. But regardless, hopefully it's all done peacefully. No one gets hurt. And on top of that, Blizzard decides to change their act really quickly. Especially when you're when you're a media company like this, pu- public perception of you is so important. And we even saw what happened with Cyberpunk and what happened with 
other game studios that announce like crunch and that kind of thing. If people don't support you, they're not going to buy your game. And yep. this is kind of the biggest allegations we've heard about a gaming company in a long time, at least when, at least like when it comes to sexual allegations. So no, I'm waiting for Activision to announce that they're splitting up from blizzard or blizzard's going to announce that they're splitting up from them just yeah. because Activision, you know, a gigantic company or name when it comes to gaming this looks bad for them mm -hmm. in general so you know uh, we have to see what happens and uh we'll try to post updates to, and hopefully again hopefully Wednesday. the updates are quick and they take care of it immediately here exactly i agree uh so my little theme here is now going to be about the olympics mm -hmm. We have a Russian Olympic athlete wins gold wearing a Witcher necklace. It's just a fun little small thing. There's not much of it. Uh, congratulations to the Russian Olympic Federation athlete, uh, Vitalina Batsharakini. I absolutely nice. butchered that. <laughs> uh, regardless, uh, congratulations to her again. Gaming getting a little bit of a limelight here, and it feels like when it comes to video gaming, a lot of people like personally take the Witcher on themselves to, you know, kind of uh, promote it and that kind of thing. So it's just cool to see that kind of thing. We even had other athletes and I don't, I don't remember the team. I think it's Slovenia or Slovakia where the athletes were doing an interview and they were talking about, Oh, all they're doing is playing the new Spider-Man game <laughs> at, the, um, at the hotel, which is again, really, really awesome and cool. You know, uh, being a nerd used to be laughed at or, you know, frowned upon. Now, like, we find out that athletes and the, the you know, people who are in the greatest shape of, in the world really are playing video games as well. So I think that's just a cool thing to look at. And the last thing about that is that during the opening ceremony for Japan, they were playing video game music. I wasn't expecting it, but we had music from Final Fantasy, Kingdom Hearts, Nier... Uh, a bunch of like Tokyo, Japan type studios, their games are getting played during the uh, opening ceremony, which for gaming fans, that's really cool, probably because we noticed it. And I know it got a lot of traction on Twitter as well, because yeah. you know, they were the ones that showed me that it's it's awesome. And the Olympics are, you know, nerding out a little bit. <laughs> we're inching more and more into mainstream media, which I think is pretty cool. I'm sure I, I mean, agree. people watching the opening ceremonies who don't know gaming probably i mean they're not going to know what the music is either and they're probably going to be like oh that was some cool music or whatever but for us you know it's us being like oh man i know that one and i know that one and i know that song it's just very very cool exactly yep. to be recognized like that so hats off yeah. to japan for doing that yeah i am out of story so it's all, all on right. you all right we'll go through a couple here uh more or less a question more than a news story uh chucky tv series why <laughs> uh, I, I don't much get Why not i i guess yep. anything for a dollar right yep. now with this in this point of view but i saw that and i was just like why so that's really the only news i have yeah uh amazon's new mmo game new world is bricking uh nvidia graphics cards the 3090s like the ones that are the most powerful and go for thousands of dollars on reselling but they're getting bricked but the good news about this is that uh, EVGA is also going to be replacing these cards that end up getting bricked by the game. So good on them. 
and bat on Amazon for bricking 3090s <laughs> for whatever reason. The, the reason that it happened is not yet known. Yeah, the only thing I heard, and who knows how actually true this is, was the fact that the frame rate wasn't capped on the game, um, okay. and it was causing just the graphics cards to overheat and actually melt. So I don't know how true that is. That's just one of the stories I read. So we'll have to wait and see what they actually come out with and say is a real reason. But if that's the case, that's pretty funny. seems like an yeah. oversight not to limit your FPS on a game. You know, you have to have just the amount of frames. It has to 900, be smooth, a thousand. Yeah, smooth as butter <laughs> yep. is what they're looking at. Yep. We also have Ferrari going to Fortnite as well. There are going to be Ferrari branded cars. You know, we talk about random things going into Fortnite. There are rumors that Naruto is coming to Fortnite next. So we see what happens. But another weird advertisement coming in from there. I didn't even know there was cars in Fortnite. That shows how out of touch I am. Yeah, there's vehicles now. <laughs> and a little bit about the EA Play event. We have, you know, and there's some smaller stories first. Grid Legends, a story-driven racing game. Okay. Uh, I haven't seen something like that since Need for Speed Carbon. Yeah. Feels like where they actually got, like, actual actors. So good on them for that. Yeah. I, I guess. I've. Uh, we have to see. I'm not sure how that game's going to do. We have Battlefield 2042 Portal Mode, which is going to be focusing on user-made game types. So I have a feeling that uh, Battlefield's maybe trying to go the more Halo route. I'm interested to see what you can customize in these game modes and whether or not how you can make some really cool and insane fun stuff. That would be that would be cool, and it's it would be more based in a realistic shooter rather than a futuristic one like Halo. So this it should be interesting. I want to see what the people come up with. The community has to be there for it. Yeah, um, this one's kind of interesting to me what they decide to do. Like from the trailer, they're showing, you know, oh, you could use any weapons from, you know, the World Wars all the way up to modern. And obviously the first thing I think of is like, why would you use World War Two weapons against somebody with a modern assault rifle? I just don't see how that works. But we have to wait and see if you can get super creative with this, like you can in like the forge mode in halo, like you were talking about, man, I, that could be something that's really, really cool. Yeah. They did say you can't like physically change the maps. Okay. But you might not have to change the maps. If you, if you can really customize the objective of game modes yeah. and stuff like that, you know, maybe first to collapse a building or something like that. I don't know how the new one works. We'll have to see, <laughs> but then kind of the biggest news out of this is the Dead Space remake is going yes. is coming and it's coming to next gen only. Now there was no release date, no gameplay. This is probably something we're at least three years out of. You can count it here. I predicted three years at three. this day. I'm gonna so, say two. So we'll see okay. who's right. Yeah, Mark it will. on the calendars. Two years from now, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty three. We'll see if I'm right. And if not, July twenty seventh, twenty twenty four. Yep. Mark it. Dead Space is probably one of the best IPs that has come out of EA, so I'm glad that they decided to remake it. We're kind of in a really good age here where games that, like Mass Effect, that were really critically acclaimed, now that ad console consoles have advanced and computers have advanced so much, we're getting to see these classic games get, get remade. And the Dead Space remake is more a complete like overdue of it so it's going to be like looking a lot better the graphics the fidelity and everything it's not going to be like how it was with mass effect but i'm excited for it dead space was a really fun game uh that i remember playing and 
I'm interested to see whether or not they go with the Resident Evil type route or whether or not it's going to stick to that third person um, shooting style. Yeah. I'm super excited. I actually just today went and reinstalled all three of them back onto my Xbox because I don't think I've played them since they came out. I have such high fond memories of it that I was like, I going to make a point to at least play through the first one again just to get a feeling of that game. I feel like it probably still holds up for being as old as it is. And I feel like I'm not going to ruin my hype for it because, again, we are probably multiple years away from this coming out. So I'm super excited to play that again. I'm super excited for a remake on this. Like, I don't even need them to make a new one at this point. Even if they remake the first two, man, I will be so happy. Yeah, so would I. One thing that I, now that I've actually thought about, is it might be a good idea. I know Dead Space 3 was co-op. Yeah, it was. Maybe that's maybe that's something, if I can download it on my computer here, we can play co-op Yeah, and uh, f- and stream that. That might be a cool thing. Let us I, know if that's something you want. I don't think I ever played that one co-op. Um, I remember that was a big point of it, and I was just like, I don't want to play this co-op at the time. But that could be something really cool. Yeah, well, we'll have to take a look at that. But other than that, that's it for news here. I'm pretty, yeah, that's it for news here for me. Cool. So. Now we're going to go ahead and get into games played, which I might as well just jump into Pokemon Unite here. Yeah, we let's do talk it. About it. Now, Pokemon Unite is an interesting game. So it is a MOBA in a in a way. What you do is you pick Pokemon that you play as, and there's tank, there's speed, there's attackers, defenders, that kind of thing. And what you end up doing is the, the Pokemon that you, you know, defeat around the map earn you Pokeballs. And you need to take those Pokeballs and deposit them in the enemy's uh, station. So there's three stations. There's a left and a right where the stations are. And there's three of them. And then on the enemy side, there's one as well. And it's usually dictated by yellow team and purple team. That's what I gather from, from me actually playing it. And how you win is you continue to score up points. And whoever has the most points at the end of those at the end of the game wins now it's 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 pretty fun i did enjoy the game and it's a much easier moba i think like for how i'm going to differentiate is going to be based on league of legends where league of legends has that like it feels like thousands but it's like hundreds of champions to pick from and you kind of get confused on what each champion does or how each champion plays i feel like in pokemon it's a lot easier to understand the there aren't nearly as there isn't like a whole item buying phase and stuff like that how there is in league of legends other than the items you bring and can equip to your pokemon so as you continue to go on um i think we'll see the game grow and they'll add more pokemon but right now i feel like is the best time to get into it and try it because you're not being overwhelmed by all the pay-to-win players and all the eventual Pokemon they'll probably add to this. Okay. Yeah, I just didn't know what it was. And obviously I saw Pokemon and I was like, okay, I could get into some some form of new Pokemon, but I know that MOBAs are generally not my thing. So the real question is, is do you think I would enjoy it? <laughs> I know MOBAs aren't necessarily your thing. Like right. this... If you're if you want to give this a shot, I, like if I were to tell you to if you were to tell me, hey, Barry, I'm looking to play a MOBA. What should I play? I would probably say Pokemon Unite. OK, because it is the easiest to understand. 
Okay. Like if if you jump into a MOBA and you don't like the fact that you're overloaded with all this information and all this buying and all these items and everything like that, I feel like Pokemon Unite is a much easier way to get into it because there's not nearly as many mechanics going on. And as long as, you know, you can find a Pokemon you like playing as, I think you'll enjoy the game in general. I like Absol. Absol's, a, Absol's one of my favorite Pokemon, so I like playing as him. Slowbro's fun. Uh, Charmander's fun. Like, the, the, there's a lot of Pokemon that you can play as that are, I think, are fun. And what's nice about Pokemon is because there's so many, everybody kind of has a favorite Pokemon. If you can find that, you know... If your one favorite Pokemon is in the game, you're probably going to play as him. And as long right. as it's fun to play for you, you're going to enjoy it. I know, like, Gengar is, like, busted and stuff like that. So <laughs> Okay. Uh, overall, it's it's a fun game, and it's good that it's free. What I hate about it is the pay-to-win aspect. And it just feels like Pokemon didn't realize, like, oh, like, this is going to be a thing. But, but they probably did, because let's be honest, you have Pokemon or just in general, the Nintendo company, you've got Mario Kart racing, you have fire emblem here, uh, fire emblem heroes. And now you have this game, which will eventually come to mobile. Uh, and everybody's going to be dumping their money. into it. So I expect this game to eventually become very hard to play because everybody will be paying to win or majority people that you will be facing are playing to win paying, sorry, paying (laughs) to win. And with that, you know, that's going to make life harder for free to play people. So the best time to get in is now. Yeah. And if you really like it and enjoy it, then you're going to spend money on it regardless. Or else you're going to have not a whole lot of fun real quick. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. All right. So I finished the what I'm I'm not going to say the full name, just Final Fantasy seven. Yuffie DLC is what I'm going to call it. Yeah. It's a mouthful trying to say Uh, I did (laughs) finally finish that. Um thoroughly enjoyed it i will say it took me about four hours so it is not long at all there are two chapters um between each chapter you go back to the midgar section which is the same exact midgar section from the main final fantasy game um you do get to interact with some of the characters not cloud but barrett and uh, tifa and all those guys you will interact with which i thought was kind of cool um gameplay wise i thoroughly enjoy playing as yuffie i think she's super fun she is more agile and you can kind of combo more. So it seems feels less like a uh, action RPG like the original game did and more like a combo based, not like a devil may cry, but close. Um, so I enjoy playing as her. I will say that a lot like the two main missions that you go on in the two chapters, I don't think are anything special. The second one mainly is a lot of uh especially at the end fight a group of enemies then you get pushed forward a little bit and then you fight another group and you do that like five or six times and then you go to the boss um and then and then you have a big final boss uh so i wasn't a huge fan of where that went um it kind of bummed me out a little bit but i will say after the you know the final boss is very cool after the final boss it really got me excited to play final fantasy again Super excited for whenever the next part comes out, which probably won't be for another year or two. Um, I don't think I'm going to put it on my list of top 10 for the year just because I don't think there's enough game there. Um, It's very, very short. There's not a lot to do in the slum section of Midgar when you go in between missions other than playing the 
tower defense style game that they came up with, which is a lot of fun. Uh, but besides that, it's literally that. And then you go to the next mission, then you're done with the game. So if you've played Final Fantasy seven, a hundred percent get this for the 20 bucks, you will enjoy it. Um, I don't know that it's going to be like super critical that you play this in order to get the gist of the story with Yuffie. I think if you don't, you're just going to see her in the next game and be like, oh, she's a cool character. But if you play the DLC, you're going to get like this backstory that I thought was very good. It was touching, um, had a, a great ending. So I enjoyed what they did with it, but they need to just give me that next part already because I'm like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like fiending yeah. now after that. I want the next game. Do you still have to beat it, right? Yes, I do. I'm pretty okay. close. Okay, cool. So I, I will end up beating that. And yeah, m- my experience is a lot of the same for you. What did you think of the new character? Uh, the one that plays alongside you. Oh, your uh, friend or whatever, your fellow yeah. uh, Wu-Tai. Um, so I'm not, I wasn't a fan of him. Uh, I don't want to do like any spoilers or anything, but I was not a fan of him when he first gets introduced. He seemed kind of uh, not that cool. I will yeah. say his redemption arc when he gets to the end, I thought was fantastic. And he com- it completely flipped my view on him. So I really, really like him now. Okay. Um as opposed to when you start. But again, I don't want to give anything out to anybody who hasn't played it, including you. So yeah, exactly. Just yeah. Know that like his, his arc does come around, which is very nice. Cool. All right. Next, I'll probably end up talking about Scarlet Nexus here. Oh uh, boy. <laughs> I'm now, I'm now a good 25 hours into the game. Oh wow. I'm almost, I'm almost done. Okay. Uh, Yuito's storyline. Now, uh, this is, it's a complicated game for me because in a way I'm binging it, which, um, you know, there's pluses and minuses too, of course. One again, I'll like, we've talked about it before. The combat is really good. I enjoy the combat. There are things like, I wish my attacks wouldn't miss as much. I wish, you know, my attack would kind of follow the enemy, but that's near here or there. I still, I still enjoy playing the game. Switching between everybody's powers, I think, is so much fun. It's constantly keeping me engaged. You know, when I get an oil enemy oiled up, I use fire, it burns them, and I get that, you know, satisfaction of doing so. I enjoy, like, getting extra abilities with my teammates. The What really bogs down the game for me is, and you've talked, we've talked about it before, is kind of the talking and everything that goes on with it. The... In this game, there are standby modes or phases where there are kind of these breaks between all of the chapters or the phases is what they call them. And during these times, you get to go to your hideout and bond with your teammates, which unlocks these new powers, which you enjoy playing with. And the problem here for me is that the the bond, uh, the bonding episodes, what they call them, is just kind of the two characters talking, learning more about each other, and you get there. The thing is, is you eventually continue to have all these episodes and of, of bonding, and it's just one after another, after another, after another, after another. So you end up just kind of slowing down the gameplay to a crawl, because in a lot of these bonding missions, you don't do anything. You just listen to what they have to say. Yes, some you go out and you do something, which I enjoy those more, of course, because it's not just me sitting there listening to you talking. But the... The story itself continues to, it's it's kind of typical anime where it continues to elevate and elevate and elevate and elevate to the point where you're like really this is what's happening now like you know you you know oh this is where others come from what are you talking about and then all this and 
I, I will say I, I really do enjoy the story aspects because they make it very clear that Yuito, the male character, and Kasane, the female character, have two separate storylines. Yes, they have missions in the same areas, but you can kind of, like, I've only played Yuito's storyline, and I can kind of key in and clue in what Kasane's team has been doing since then and why, and how they're affecting the story. And then when they meet up, uh, eventually, you know, eventually you get to have all these powers and meet up with Kasane, and it's just kind of this cool moment where you have all of these abilities at your disposal, and a lot of times it's like, what do I do with all these abilities and that kind of thing? So... This game overall, I am enjoying it. It's just that when it slows down, it really slows down and becomes a bog. I I know you had a problem with that, and I can see why. Mm -hmm. uh, I can I can only listen to cutscenes for so long as well before it's eventually like, oh, I'm looking at my phone now instead of paying attention to what's going on on the screen. Yeah, I also have this on my list of things I played this week. Um. So I'm playing as Kasane, so I'm playing the opposite side of you, which is probably good that we're hitting both sides. Yeah. Um, I will say that I made it to the seven hour mark and I officially gave up. Um, yeah. I will say that playing the game, fighting with Kasane is a ton of fun. I enjoy the ability to interact with your fellow people and have the different uh, abilities that they offer is really cool kind of trying to figure out like the best time to use things. Um, I just thoroughly, thoroughly enjoy the combat in this game. I think it's fantastic. If we had a category in our yearly for like most disappointing, I feel like this might win for me right now. Yeah. Just because like I, I enjoy playing the game part of it so much, but the talking part is just so like tedious and like makes me so angry because one, I don't want to just skip it because if you skip it in a game like this, you're going to have literally no idea what's going on. Literally yeah. none. Yeah. Like you're just going to be like, Oh, I don't even know why I'm here, why I'm fighting this stuff. So you can't skip it. Um, the way they do the cutscenes to me is what bothers me the most, where it goes to like the static pictures. Yeah. It's manga of, style. Yeah. Instead of doing like an animated cutscene, they just go to that style. And like, it drives me nuts because a lot of times it's like, we'll go to this. They'll talk for five minutes and then you'll walk 10 feet and then you'll get another one for five minutes and then you'll go fight three monsters and get another one for 10 minutes. And now you're going back to your hideout. Now go talk to these people for 15 minutes and then go fight three more yep. people. It's just the yep. same thing over and over. And the game itself handles so well and it's so good. I was just like, just let me do the game. I don't there's so much that they could cut out that they don't need. I don't think. Um I think the characters themselves are interesting. It's just so much unnecessary talking going on in this game that I just got to the point where I was like, I, I can't do it anymore as much as I enjoy playing the game. It's just, it was getting too frustrating for me. So I am officially done with it, but at least you're going to finish it. So one of us will. <laughs> yeah. And one of the things that I'll add about it too, is I know a lot of people had complaints about like the lack of enemies that, that are in the game. I, I don't know. I've I've reached the twenty five hour mark, and I don't think there's a lack of enemies. If I'm being honest, um, as you go through the game, you find different ways to deal with these same enemies, and you find out that this strategy is better than the other. So, like, you can see where the other team, Kazane's team, ends up being more useful for certain enemies and what they do. Mm -hmm. I'm just kind of 
that that was one of the complaints I really don't get. I understand enemies getting boring if you're playing both campaigns, and maybe I'll understand when I eventually play Kasane's. Right. But as of right now, I don't feel like there's a lack of enemies at all. I feel, you know, every time you go to a new area, there are there are different types of enemies, and you have to figure out how to defeat them along with the ones you know how to defeat. And the other than that, yeah, like it's definitely not like the disappointment of the year for me, like you like you said. But mm-hmm. I do uh, I do understand where it comes from with the whole talking and talking and talking and talking <laughs> it's just so much and i don't know maybe there's more on the one i picked it's and yeah, obviously i don't know because i only play kasane's side of it um but i just kept hoping like all right i know in like these type of games the intros are always very heavy on backstory and talking that's fine and that's why i kept pushing through but it just got to the point where i was like this is not letting up <laughs> it's yeah. just not it's just yeah. so much um it's the same thing i felt with persona for me that's why i didn't finish persona it was just i liked playing that game it was just too much and i never got as invested in the characters as everybody else did with persona so i think it's just a lot of the same for me it's just not the game was not meant for me which is fine yeah i understand uh so the other one the only other one i played is we finally have flight simulator on consoles everybody it is on the Series X, I believe it's on the Series S as well, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am playing it on the Series X, all 100, and I don't even know how many gigs that this game is taking up. It's pretty <laughs> ins- it's pretty insane. Um, done a couple flights because it did just come out this morning. And I will say that this is reminding me of the stuff that you would say as a kid, like, oh, in the future when we play video games, this is what we're going to do. You're going to be able to pick any any spot in the world any airport and fly out of it and go wherever you want and see things. Um, obviously the first thing I did, uh, is pick our local airport, which is in the game. (laughs) Um, yay, that's cool. Yeah. And, you know, took off from our airport and immediately tried to find my house, which is there, uh, immediately tried to find where we work, which is there. Uh, (laughs) it's just, it's crazy to think that like literally anywhere in the world you can go to, um, if you want. Now, obviously, the smaller stuff is like, you know what I mean? It's not as detailed as like the the big like flying by the Statue of Liberty or flying by the Grand Canyon or something like that. Not going to be as detailed, but the stuff is all there. Um, so it's such a cool idea. One thing I noticed, too, in the menu is under one of the settings, you have the ability to limit how much uh, how much uh, download or bandwidth this game is taking. And yeah. It's interesting that I did like two flights and was kind of flying around. And I went back and I had already used over a gig uh, just of data (laughs) just coming in because this game is constantly updating with real time weather, real time flight patterns. So like airplanes that are taking off from our local airport get calculated into this game, um, which is insane. Like it's it's ridiculous. Um, And then, uh, you know, you they warn you at the beginning that if you do not have a good Internet connection, you are not going to be able to play this like consistent online version of it, which is the better version um, just because of the sheer intensity of data it's downloading just to constantly be updated. Um, You will notice that like, if you fly low to the ground, you'll see that some of the buildings are actually flat because it's populating from like a Google maps type server. 
-hmm. So you're getting that top down view. But when you're flying above, it's hard to tell until you're like dive bombing into something. <laughs> um, but man, the game is so much fun. It's super relaxing. Um, you can kind of, you know, go into cockpit mode and look around the cockpit and push all the different buttons if you want to see what they do. Um, you can get super detailed and I would assume probably get pretty close to figuring out how to fly an actual airplane or you can have it do a lot of it for you and just enjoy the journey. Um, I still want to do like a flight from where we live down to like Disney, you know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that would be like a two, three hour flight in game time, which is also real time. So it's cool that you can do that. Um, I was flying around uh, in Italy, uh, around the pyramids, just kind of doing all that cool stuff. You can at any point pause and go into like a live view so that you're not moving anymore, but you can kind of pan the camera around and look around you to get a better oh, look. Yeah. It's just such a good game. And again, like I said, it's just something that like when you think of the future of gaming, this is one of the things that's there. Being able to pick literally anywhere in the world and be like, I'm going to go there and just go. Is just yeah, that's super, awesome. It's super cool. Obviously, if you're not into flying airplanes, which I'm really not, it was just the ability to see everything. It's just a cool thing. So I cannot recommend it enough. I'm having so much fun. I don't know how long I'll play it, but I feel like it's going to be something that I'll always have installed just in case I want to jump back into it. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. I look forward to playing that now that you mentioned now that you mentioned yeah. it. I just have to figure out how I'm going to fit 100 plus gigs. In my, <laughs> it's a uh, lot. In my yep. Xbox. So mm -hmm. see how that goes. I still have two more games that I played. So first off, I'll uh, OK, I'll talk about it. Skyward Sword HD. Remake. OK, so. Skyward Sword is a very controversial game in the Zelda series only because it it's it did a lot of things that people liked and a lot of things people didn't like. Like for the most part, motion controls like people hated the motion controls and I primarily liked the motion controls on the Wii version. I'm playing the game currently in motion control and I just I just like it. I feel like it's not that irresponsive and I feel like Link does what I want it to want him to and with the uh, with the regular controls i do see how that appeals to people because you can finally like sit down play this game on a pro controller and it feels good the one of the things i kind of really dislike about the control systems here is you can't have a hybrid it's either all motion or all control so the one thing that they didn't change about this game is the loft wing flying that thing is still super like annoying you still have to hold the one joy con you got to dip down to gain speed go up to gain altitude that kind of thing so that point of that point of thing still really frustrates me because i just wish i could switch it to uh to regular controls when flying the loft wing because it is so much easier to fly it and aim uh in regular control mode but that's enough about controls uh <laughs> The story really hasn't changed at all, if anything. So the story, I think, is still really good. It ends with a really, really awesome boss battle, one that I'll probably remember for the rest of my life. And I think if people are willing to give this game a chance to go that far, I think it'll have the same effect on them. The upgrades, the game just looks so much better in docked 1080p 60 frames a second. Like It is so much cleaner and so much better in that way like when i'm playing handheld it's really hard to first play motion controls on that tiny screen <laughs> and the oled model isn't going to fix that i'll tell you that right now point yeah. point eight inches is it going to make a difference when it comes to watching or playing that game in motion control 
but that's when I got my time to kind of play it in regular controls and see how that works and see if it feel, felt better or not. Both controls are viable. I, I think I'm doing motion controls because I'm stubborn, and I just really want that feeling of when I first played Skyward Sword, you know, four years, six years ago, stuff like that. But I do see the appeal of the regular of the regular controls, and they do work fairly well once once you learn them. They're frustrating to start out with, but once you continue to play with the controller, I feel like you're gonna get better with it, and people will start to understand it more, and you won't be as frustrated. Um, how long is this game? So I think for me it was about forty hours. Okay. Uh, thir- 40 or 30, I think. 40 on the long side, I definitely think you could finish it in 30. Uh, I will say four years ago, I was stuck on certain puzzles that took me a long time or full days where I would play and I'd still be stuck on something. Mm-hmm. So probably being older now, I you know, and remembering these puzzles won't nearly be as difficult. Okay. Uh, the... The, the kind of quality of life stuff where they don't explain everything to you 500 times is really nice. It makes the game go a lot faster. Skippable cutscenes are faster, so you can play the game finally kind of at your own pace. Like, if you remember the game and you just want to get to slashing stuff, then yeah, do that. That okay. won't be much of an issue. Uh, I really wish they would have done, like, a full-blown remake, kind of like how they did with Final Fantasy VII. That would have been awesome, but we didn't get that. And this this is what we'll get for now. Of course, there are rumors that more Zelda stuff is coming out. I won't report on that until we get more of a confirmation. But this is kind of a nicer way, I guess, to start off the Zelda 35th anniversary or 30th. I think it's 30th anniversary. Yeah, I still have to put more time into it. I I have it. I've been playing it in docked, or not docked, handheld, um, like at night. So I, I do think it, on a smaller screen, it can look a little muddy. So I do need to at least put it in dock mode to see the the true difference there. But I've been enjoying what I've been playing so far. I just wasn't sure how long it was because I had heard that it's one of the shorter ones. I don't know if that's true or not. It, it, it really depends, yeah. I think. Uh, there's a lot of like revisiting in this in this game where in the old games you didn't really revisit as much. You know, you right. revisit some of these area three times. Uh, so it if it does get boring in that kind of way, but you know, maybe I took, I might've taken like a long time to play it. uh, If I'm being honest, like that's off of my own experience with Skyward Mm -hmm. sword. I definitely think you could finish it in shorter than 30 hours, but that's again, how much you decide to enjoy it and go into all of its nooks and crannies, like especially when it comes to bug collecting, which uh, that's (laughs) a whole other thing. Okay, cool. Last for me, then, is I just picked up this game today, Neo The World Ends With You. Now, I have an interesting perspective on this as I played The World Ends With You Director's Cut on my Switch, and these games play two totally different ways. The World Ends With You, I... That game is weird because you play it touchscreen, and that... Or you play with one Joy-Con, kind of like how Let's Go Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee are, and it's really weird. I I didn't like the way that that worked in neo the world ends with you while i'm still very early into the game the combat is so much like easier and fun to play i think i'll enjoy this one a lot more than i did the first one but i think the first one is is limited by the fact that you kind of have to abide by its control rules because if it's not fun to control or doesn't 
doesn't respond to the way you control it, I feel like you really wouldn't play the first one. But this second one here, it's a lot more fun. I like the controls a lot more, and I'm inter and I'm excited to continue to go back back into it next week. Yeah, I've never played any of these games. I feel like I should though. I feel like I would enjoy them. No, no, no you don't no, think so? No, this, this is more anime, anime <laughs> stuff. Too much and, talking. Uh, I don't think it's that it's too much talking, but again, you know, it's their voice lines, but it's more in this manga style thing where it's just two portraits talking to each other in a lot of ways, and some of the cutscenes again are moving. Mm-hmm. So you have you have that, but the the creativity when it comes to powers and everything like that in the world ends with you. I think they kind of expanded on it, made it a lot better. And the fact that I'm not doing these weird motion or touch controls on my switch is just feels so much more fluid and so much and, and a lot more um, comfortable for me. Okay. And, and that's where I am right now with the uh, Neo, the world ends with you. I, the characters I think are, are okay. Okay. But I'm also early, so I don't know much about it yet. Fair. I will pass then. I will trust your judgment. <laughs> trust my judgment. Okay. I think. I think that's a good. I think that's a good. I was idea. definitely eyeing it up because I was like, oh, I never played any of these. I probably should, but that's fair. Yeah. So we'll get into movies, and I'll say right now, I didn't get to watch Black Widow. Okay. But I did get to watch Space Jam: A New Legacy and Luca. Okay. Disney Plus. Cool. Give me those thoughts because I know you texted me while you were watching Space Jam, so I want to know your full thoughts. So Space Jam is a really hard movie for me to have opinions on just mm-hmm. because like I watched the first Space Jam when I was little and it was kind of this magical thing. Of course, I watch Space Jam now and it's pretty cringy in yeah. a lot of ways. Uh, I feel like Space Jam tends to excel when they're letting the Looney Tunes do the Looney Tunes stuff uh, and tends to shy away from the star LeBron. Now. LeBron, I'll admit he's not the greatest actor. I don't think it's I, I think it's on par with Jordan's performance uh, from the first one. But in a way, Space Jam kind of knows what it is. Like it knows that it's this weird shell shell out of a movie where it's just Warner Brothers putting out uh, like, oh, here's all the stuff we do. Like, oh, you know, we did Yogi Bear. Did you know that? Or <laughs> we did the Flintstones or we did Game of Thrones. Like there's all this stuff that you kind of don't realize that Warner Brothers did and they make sure they're you're very aware of it by the end of the uh by the end of the, the movie here. Mm-hmm. Now everything else like I really like the Looney Tunes ideas where you were going to new areas of Warner Brothers verse to get, you know, these characters. I thought Lola Bunny's uh the arc to get her back was really cool. I like that Gal Gadot mm-hmm. is in it as well like she's voicing Wonder Woman there. I like I, I like the cameos and I think that's just kind of what they did here. They knew you're going to go, oh, I know this or oh, I know that. And you're going to be like, cool, I know what's going on in the movie, that kind of thing. I thought Don Cheadle did a pretty good job. You know, he he's a pretty good villain, I think, in a lot of ways. Uh, yeah, like overall, it, it's an OK movie, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, they they tend to focus on LeBron a lot and here's one thing that I'll mention too. Like there's, there's this point in the final part where LeBron is like constantly getting dunked on by spider woman and the ball keeps hitting him. And there are two times when the ball hits him and LeBron's body just doesn't react. Like he's <laughs> dead he, or, or something like that. And 
I don't think that's the fault of LeBron. Again, he's like in a green screen at this point, do you know, trying to act. So it's a little bit difficult. But uh, Space Space Jam's an okay movie. Uh, Wet Fire though is the worst name. <laughs> it's ever. the worst. Like I would have just prefer that entire thing could have been Dame Time. Like Dame Time was just so much more fun. Uh, Wet Fire, and I don't hate Clay Thompson. Let me make that clear. Like Clay Thompson's a good player. But I get and I get they're trying to do this splash zone type thing, you know, mm-hmm. like when him and Steph Curry were playing with the Warriors and were on fire, they were the Splash Brothers in the splash zone. But this wet fire thing is like the worst. It's, it's just a bad name. Yeah, is what like, it is. Yeah, I would have just preferred Clay Thompson. You could have just put Clay <laughs> Clay Thompson in and done without this wet fire stuff. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I think that's like thinking on it more now. That's just, it's not a terrible movie. I'm not in the group of people who are like, this is an awful, awful movie. It's just, it is what it is. It's a kid's movie at heart, just like the original. And it's fine. Um, LeBron did what he could. He's not an actor. So just like Michael Jordan wasn't an actor, they did what they could and they gave it their best effort. And it is what it is. So I enjoyed it. I didn't think it was great. It's not going to end up on a list for me (laughs) anywhere, but I didn't mind my hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, Space Jam, again, it's on HBO Max. So if you have it, you should watch it. I think it's worth your time watching it. I know this movie's meant for kids in a lot of ways, but it's also it also does a lot of things where it's referencing to like older stuff as well. Like there's this part of the movie that it does this huge fake out. And a part of me like it's I'm so bad because like I fell for it. I was like, <laughs> no way are they, they're going to do this. Yeah. And. They do the fake out, and I'm like, "Oh darn that that was that was anticlimactic, but it was funny nonetheless." So, um, Space yeah. Jam. If you got a kid, they'll probably enjoy it. For us, you know, it was good for a few laughs, and I liked the kind of recognition that I got from watching and seeing all of their uh, properties. But other than that, you know, it's it's only it's it's an okay movie. Yeah. <laughs> so, what do you think of Luca? Luca, I have a lot more of a better opinion on. Uh, just me personally. Uh, one, uh, the animation style is really good. Mm-hmm. I like the whole full blown Italian thing. Uh, I kind of like the message into it too. Like there's all these messages about, you know, kind of letting yourself live more and, and, you know, telling Bruno to shut up, which is your conscious His name's Bruno now. <laughs> Silencio Bruno. Yeah. Silencio Bruno. <laughs> that kind of thing. But um, I find the movie really enjoyable. It's really uh, I, I feel like it's unique, like it's just not the same Pixar stuff. And I know people. People were all right with Luca, but I really enjoyed it, like I enjoyed yeah. my entire time with it. And the villain, that kid, like I, I visualize him and I hate him, too. Like they do a good <laughs> job of making this like villain and it's a kid's movie nonetheless. So it's not this the antagonist because he's not even a villain in a way he's just the he's just the bully in in a lot of things and i just really enjoy his performance like me sitting there i was like man i hate this kid like (laughs) i would hate him if i were if i were him but i i yeah i really enjoy the movie It, it overall it's just a really really fun time i think and i don't know maybe maybe people are too hard on pixar uh, and I think I think Lucia, Luca should get a lot more recognition for what it does. And I, again, really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, this is I think I said it before, but like this is a the one Pixar movie that the trailers and stuff. I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm really going to be into it because it just didn't do anything for me from the trailers. But I just think the story is so well done. 
the the acting and the animations top notch like normal for Pixar and yeah. you know they just they know how to make good movies that make you feel some sort of way so you know I thought it was fantastic Okay yeah good I'm I'm yeah. I'm glad we're on that like Luca is mm-hmm. definitely somewhere in my top 10 I think Yeah oh yeah so. I think it'll be on mine as well So uh, hopefully hopefully it just stays there but uh, <laughs> There's a lot of movies else? left to come out Exactly and there's still James Bond for me which might take up <laughs> spots 1 through 7 <laughs> just on principle alone exactly <laughs> <laughs> all right so i watched two movies this week i watched uh the last of the fear street trilogy so i have that completely done and then i watched jolt which is a amazon prime movie um so the fierce fear street trilogy the last one was fear street 1666 so this was a culmination of all three put together i am such a sucker for movies that are like more than just one movie that create these these universes where everything coexists and when you get to the third one and it kind of brings back everything you've seen in the first two movies and ties it all together um obviously like without giving away too much they're going back in time to when this curse in this town first started back in 1666 um so you're seeing the the origin of all this and then once that story ends um the first movie was was Fear Street 1994. Like this movie ends and then up on the screen comes Fear Street 1994 Part 2, which I thought was cool. So we go back to when this all started and we get to the culmination of the movie and you see you're that's when you're watching. You're like, oh, that part that I saw earlier, that's this area in 1666, which is now the mall in 1994. And it's just like it's kind of like when you're watching the Marvel movies and then you get to the Avengers and all this stuff ties together from all these other movies, it's the same thing. And I think I also mentioned before that the director director said that she wants to make this big universe of fear street movies and have everything be in the same universe. So you get the culmination of like seven different, um, I guess monsters, but like people who became mass murderers that all show up in this last section of the movie. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. So, I know like if people aren't into horror um, because these are horror movies, they are bloody, they are violent. Um, I just think the story is so well done. Um, the third one relies more on story than it does the horror aspect, which is cool. So it was, I think my favorite of the three, I think for me it would be the 1666, 94, and then 1970 something is the middle one. Um, but I cannot speak highly enough of this. I think it's going to end up, on my top 10 as the trilogy combined okay, yeah. Um, because it's just so well done. They do leave it open for more, which is great. They can keep giving these to me and like the way they did it, just keep releasing, like do three at a time and release one each week. I just think that's such a like fantastic way to do it. So cannot recommend it enough. If you're not into horror movies, I get it, but I think you should at least give it a shot because they're just so well done. So hats off to the director there for, figuring out what she wanted to do and just making it work so seamlessly. And then sounds really cool. Yeah. And then Jolt, which is on Amazon prime, uh, Kate Beckinsale. I don't know if you ever watched crank with Jason Statham back in the day. Okay. So it was kind of, it's kind of along the same line sort of, um, crank with Jason Statham was like, he, he got injected with something. I don't remember what it is because it's been so long, but, if he did, if he stopped moving, his heart was going to pretty much explode. So the whole movie is Jason Statham trying to keep his heart rate up. So he's like fighting people and like injecting stuff into his heart and anything he can, drinking a whole bunch of energy drinks 
Um, it's just a crazy movie. So Joel, uh, first of all, Kate Beckinsale does not age. Um, yeah. To me, she will always be the underworld. Uh, I think Celine is her name in underworld. She looks yeah. the same. And like Kate Beckinsale is in her 50s. She still looks like she's 30. It's insane. Um, but in this movie, she is basically someone who has problems with uh, beating people up. She's constantly she gets angry really quickly and she'll just beat the crap out of people for no reason. So she has this apparatus that she straps on her body. Whenever she feels the urge coming on, she hits a button and it'll shock her and it'll get rid of this urge. That's the main concept of it. Um, there's, you know, she finally meets uh, a guy who she really likes and finds that she doesn't need the apparatus anymore. And then without giving too much away, um, something happens to him and then it leads to this big, whole point of the movie again i don't want to spoil anything because i think it's very well done um yeah. but just a straightforward action movie kate beckinsale still kicks a bunch of butt um so surprisingly for not hearing too much about this movie other than a trailer like two days that i saw before this came out i was thoroughly surprised with how well it was done will it end up on my top 10 maybe again there's a million movies to consider yeah. this year so we'll see but definitely worth a watch if you have amazon prime it's free so cool well uh, that's going to be it for the podcast yep. i thank you guys for listening uh look forward to next week because i am going to be watching the uh the the grand tour i nice. think they're doing something with like the loch ness monster that comes out july 30th yeah i'm so excited for that so i'll just i'll just preface that that's definitely going to be something i'll spend a lot of time talking about because i love maybe the, just I love the whole area. The whole podcast next week is us talking about that. Yeah, just going scene by <laughs> scene here. That that's that sounds like some fun stuff. Yeah. But you know, if you guys did enjoy the podcast, please make sure that you share it with uh, people you know that like movies and video games. And thank you for listening this far. We do appreciate it. And if you're looking to support us, we have a Twitch channel which we will. You know, Craig has been doing a lot of drawing streams on. I'll be doing gaming stuff as soon as I'm done trying to get the streaming set up and everything back to normal in my new place. And we also have like the Facebook, Twitter and Instagram pages. If you're interested in following or getting in contact with any of uh, with Craig or I. So with that again, thanks for listening and we'll see you guys next time. See you later.